wasn't holding you up, so there's nothing I can do to let you down. It doesn't take a trophy to make you cry. I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Going through a storm, but I won't go down. I hear your voice carried in the rhythm of the winds that call me out. You would cross an ocean, so I wouldn't try. You've never been closer than you are right now. You are shy.
Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Glory be unto the Lord. I want to say happy Mother's Day to every mother in the online, virtually. God bless you. You're welcome. Also, I want to say for those that... There you go. <laughs> Mama Ellen. For those that are the aunties that are doing the mother's job, I commend you to this morning. I have a few aunties for my twins, and they have done amazing, amazing jobs. So I want to say happy Mother's Day to them as well. Amen. So stand with us this morning. We're going to give thanks unto the Lord, for he is wonderful. We're going to give thanks unto the Lord. I don't hear anybody. We're going to give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Hallelujah. Come on and clap your hands this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, give thanks unto the to 
worship you and to praise you, Lord God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercies endureth forever. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness, for your mercies, and for your love. As we pray this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you come down and you will move mightily among us, O oh God. Touch us individually and collectively, Lord God. Let there be a move of your spirit like never before, Lord God. Let there be anointing, O oh God. I pray that someone will make up in their mind, O oh God, on this special day to give their life to you before time changes. Have your way, Lord God, as we worship you. We praise you, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the honor as we continue to worship you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Come on, church. Let's just give the Lord another round of applause and just continue to worship the Lord with us this morning in Jesus' name. Come on. He's Alpha and He's Omega. He's the beginning and He's the end. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Hallelujah. Omega. You are Alpha and Omega. You are Alpha and Omega. 
his praise. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's give him the highest praise today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Pray. 
Shout out to our mothers. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to our mothers. So honored to have you all here this morning, our online mothers. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. Also, we notice there's some fathers too. So that's all right. Happy Father's Day to you all too. It's not Father's Day yet too, but we want to let you know that we love you. Now, know sometime you worship and put yourself in the role of being a mother. Amen. So we want everyone to know our online congregation, those that are here in the house of God this morning, we welcome you. We thank you for being with us this morning. And we pray that you will just allow God to have his way in your life this morning. God have something for us in store. And the only way we can receive what God have in store for us is by us being open and be ready and be aware of his coming. Amen. Oh, God is coming back again. And for those that are looking for him and ready, he's coming back for those. Amen. So we welcome you all this morning. So glad to have everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, oh God, is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Come on, let's just give the Lord another round of applause this morning for his goodness. Let's just thank him for his love this morning because he's worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. We want you to feel at liberty and just worship the Lord. Don't let nothing stop you from enduring your blessing from the Lord. You make the sacrifice to be here this morning and you're here for a reason. Don't let whatever the reason is, you refuse to get your blessing. So we want you to be at liberty. Just feel free to 
to lift your hands, raise your hand, worship God, receive the Lord in your heart this morning because the Lord want to do something great in your life this morning. Amen. 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 Praise God. We're going to ask you to stand one more time. It's offering time. Amen. We're going to ask you this morning to, you know, give, uh, uh, give generously this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you're going to give online, um, you can see if you're going to give online. In fact, if you're paying electronically here, Brother Jordan is over there. If you're going to give online, we have our, um, our online uh, um, uh, information and, and the, the media. You can either look to my right or your left, or you can look uh, in front of you on the overhead for uh, if you're going to pay. Um, you can go to www.myccc.faith, and if you're going to pay PayPal, you can go to uh, at Christ Center uh, Church and PayPal. And for the Cash App, you can go to the dollar sign CCC2711. So be a blessing this morning, Amen. Our ushers uh, are standing. My speakers here. We want you to, um, you know, freely. Come up while we're ministering uh, this morning and just drop your tithes and offering uh, in the basket this morning. Amen. Ready to give this morning? Amen. Amen. Bow your heads with us. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord God, for your blessing that we feel in this place this morning, oh God. We ask you, Lord God, as we're about to receive this morning's offering, we ask you to bless every giver, Lord God. Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make a way so they can be a blessing. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We worship you because you alone, oh God, are worthy to be praised. Have your way among us, oh God. And we pray and ask you to bless us this morning as we continue to worship you this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. Come on and bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord.
Come on, clap your hands unto the Lord again. Come on, you can do better than that. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to leap for joy. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to stop my feet. Oh, <laughs> hallelujah. I don't know what you came to do, but I came to worship him because he is my creator. He is my savior, my God, my Lord. And I've come this morning to give him all the honor and the praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So wonderful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. So good to see each and every one of you. I am so, so grateful that the Lord allowed us all to be together this morning. Never take for granted that it was the Lord that woke you up today. We are dependent upon him. The breath that we breathe comes from him. And so we're able to breathe and we're able to live and move and have our being because of Jesus Christ. And so never forget why we are able to wake up every day, why we're able to breathe the breath that keeps us alive. It's because of his goodness. And we thank him this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. We just want to let you know that we appreciate you. And there is just nothing like a mother. Mothers are unique and different. And there is none like mothers. They are wonderful and awesome. And we thank God for you. Amen. So many of us nurtured and raised up by our mothers. And we thank God for our mothers. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We had a great singles meeting this past Friday night. We were here till 10 p.m. We started out at 7, really 7. Uh, we just we had some people that came early, and we just hung out. We had some good eatings, and we just had some questions. Um, you know, some of the meetings we have outside of, you know, uh, church services, they are really special, and I always encourage that you attend because that's where we have conversations. Um, you know, when I'm preaching, we can't have a conversation. <laughs> when I'm preaching, I'm expressing God's word to you, and hopefully you are responding and taking it all in. But the exchange of, like, stopping and saying, hold on, what does that mean, is, is usually not the case. You know, um, sometimes I want to do that, and I try my best to preach in that manner where you feel like I'm preaching teaching. <laughs> And so that's what we want to accomplish in our church services. But when we have our meetings, whether it be marriages, whether it be singles, whether it be young people, whatever um, small group meetings that we have, it's important that we, uh, you know, have them because that's where we can have dialogue. That's where we can have conversation and not just how the preaching is set up. Amen. We have two guests with us this morning, and we just want to uh, greet them in Jesus' name and just acknowledge them. Vanessa, Alice, Vanessa, amen, guests of Juan. 
Man, Vanessa came all the way up from Camden. Amen. We have some folks that came up from Philadelphia. So we are just so grateful that you came. And I like to say that while Juan invited you, the Lord had this day written down in his book in heaven that Vanessa was going to church at Christ Center Church in Hamilton, New Jersey on May 9th, 2021. He had it written down. So he just used one. But really and truly, this was God's invitation for you. He got you here. And so we thank God for you. Hopefully before you leave here, you will know that you were royalty among us. Because when God sends someone among us, we say, oh, okay. It's his doing and we want to treat you as such. So uh, whatever you need while you're here and even when you're not here, whatever you need, we are here for you. And we want to help you in your walk in Jesus Christ. Amen. Where is Kiki? Kiki, amen, Kiki all the way in the back there, finally got a seat for Kiki. Kiki, I'm going to mess with you because guess what? I got a daughter-in-law named Kiki, but hers is Q-I-Q-I, not (laughs) K-I-K-I. Kiki, we welcome you to Christ Center Church. We're so happy that you came to be with us. Man, again, South Jersey, Lindenwald, back way down there. And so we're grateful you came to be with us this morning. Thank you so very much for joining us. Hallelujah. Make sure you love our guests and let them know how much we appreciate them coming. And uh, more importantly, they know that God is the one that's orchestrating their visit here this morning. Amen. Brother Sam, it's so good to see you. I'm glad to see the Page family all lined out right there. I, I don't know what happened. I saw Sam walking and I'm just smiling. I don't know. How, I, I can't tell you all enough how we just, we bless one another. We don't even have to say a whole lot. But just when we come together, Riz, I saw you and, and Paul, and I'm just, I, I just smiled this morning watching everyone come into the house of the Lord. I'm just like, look at that. Sam didn't have to say one word. And then after I smiled, I saw on Sam D. Unfortunately, I, I said, D is bad because after I smiled, then I said, Micah Parsons. <laughs> is, is that terrible or what? We just love sports so much. It's bad. You, you all don't know, church. We, we got it bad. <laughs> we love sports, so We think stuff in our head. The Cowboys just draft. Their number one draft pick was Micah Parsons. So, you know, Sam is cowgirl fan. He going to die with the cowgirls. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, let me not say that. It might be a whole lot of other Cowgirls fans, so I don't want to get anybody offended. I want you to hear the preaching, so let me not say that. I'm sorry. Cowboys, Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Michael Parson, Dak. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Cowboys. All right. I'm, I'm, let them have their day. Uh, let them do it. Let them do their thing. They might have a little chance this year. <laughs> no, he back up. He won't play. Don't worry. <laughs> oh man, we start talking sports, we get ourselves in trouble. I'm telling you. But it's good to see all of you. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord with all of you. Amen. Ed, good to see Ed. Adonis was hanging out with us. You know, we took care of him, man. Don't worry. Not Adonis hanging out with his daddy. I love to see that. Love to see the kids with their dad. Amen. My two grandchildren, my um. Richard's um, children, they they love their daddy. I love that when kids are just hanging on to their dad because it's a given that them and mom, you know, tight. But when kids have great relationship with their dads, I just love to see that. Amen. I love to see it. It's beautiful. Amen. All right. Well, I think we are ready to get into the word of the Lord. Amen. I hope you came with expectation this morning. I hope you came with your hearts. 
wide open to say, Jesus, will you do a miracle in my life? Anybody need a miracle? Okay, a few, a few of you. I can use a miracle. Amen. 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 God wants to do a miracle in your life. It could be healing. It could be deliverance. It could be salvation. But God wants to do a miracle in your life. If you will stand with me this morning, we're going to turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 7, verse 36. Luke chapter 7, verse 36. If you don't have your Bible, you can look on on the screen or you can use your smart device. But, you know, I still have my Bible. You know, I know this is probably old. This is considered old school now. <laughs> can you imagine having a, having the book is old school? Amen. I think that's one old school thing I might hold on to. You know what I'm saying? But that time might come where, you know, people want a Bible and they can't find one because, you know, we say that's old school. It's all on digital device. You know, and every once in a while you got to watch out for those digital stuff because the way how our world is going, they probably can just flip one switch and all, all of a sudden we don't have anything digital going on. So let me hold on to this old book here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Luke chapter 7. Verse 36, the word of the Lord says, I am going to be doing a lot of reading. So how about we uh, read together? I'll start out reading, then you read, then I read alternatively. You want to do that? Uh, that wasn't everybody, but I, I'm still asking that we do that. Here we go. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house. And sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet. And anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisees which had bidden him saw it. He spake within himself saying. This man if he were a prophet. Would have known who and what manner of woman. This is that touched him. For she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him. Simon I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she had washed my feet with tears and wiped them with her hair of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in had not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou did not anoint. But this woman had anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she had loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said 
said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is that forgiveth sin also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith had saved thee. Go in peace. Let me point out something to you about Jesus that he does a lot. I like I, I just love to know about Jesus. And let me show you something that he uh, does a lot. It says in the scripture in verse 39. It says, now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself. I mean, he thought. Right. Because you can't, you know, even if he is speaking, it means no words are coming out. Nobody can hear anything. He spake within himself, saying this woman, this 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 man, if he were a prophet, this is what he's saying about Jesus. If he were a prophet would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him for she is a sinner. This is what Simon said. Now, look at Jesus. This is Jesus have a habit of doing this. And Jesus answering said unto him, here's my question. The dude spoke in his heart. Nothing came out. But Jesus answered him. (laughs) So I'm here to get you to understand this. You can think it. You can even say it in your mind and never say it. Jesus know it. That's the kind of God he is. Just in case you didn't know that. Thinking it. Speaking it in your mind, but never uttering a word. Jesus knows it. And he will answer. Remember I told you, what is it, 2015. I said, Jesus, in my mind. Jesus, do I have to do this every Sunday? And Jesus responded to me, what is your alternative? That was all in the mind. That was, it was never an oral conversation that came out of my mouth. So I just want you to know. That Jesus hears your thoughts. Jesus hears the things that you say in your mind. Jesus know what you're saying about somebody that whether good or bad. As a matter of fact, there's a scripture that says, if a man look upon a woman and desire her, he commits adultery in his heart. So it has nothing to do with just saying it out or even sometimes the act. God knows the mind and what we're saying in our mind and the things that we, we, we are speaking to ourselves. He knows it. So because you know that about him, I pray this morning that we will all just be real with God this morning. We might as well just be real with him because if he knows everything. Might as well be real with him. Let me tell you another thing about him because I heard somebody say, so if he knows everything, why should I even say anything? Try this in your life. This helps. Sometimes whatever you're thinking, whatever you're saying in your mind, say it out loud. Because sometimes by you saying it out loud, you get to really consider it that is that is that right or wrong? Because if sometimes you think something bad and you say it out loud, it it comes across clearer to you. That's not right. So Jesus knows whenever he says to us, just say it, there's a reason behind it. 
So don't go about saying, well, well, he knows my mind. I don't have to say it. He knows what's in my heart. I don't have to say it. He is saying, say it for your good. We don't realize that whatever God asks us to do, it's for our good. Years ago, a man, a man asked one of our ministers in our church years ago, he asked him, he says, this is a real smart guy. I mean, he was this far from being senior VP at one of these big at GE at the time. And he asked one of our ministers the question. He says, if God knows everything and he's all powerful, why does he need us to worship him? Isn't that kind of egotistical? That's what smart, that's how smart people think. I had no problem with it. And so he said, yeah, is God being egotistical? He wants us to bow down. He wants us to work. What kind of God is that? If he's all powerful, why would he want us, lowly on us, to do that? And the minister didn't know how to answer the question. So the minister walked over to me. And he said, brother, somebody just asked me that question. I don't know how to answer that. Right away, the Holy Ghost just told me what was to tell him. I said, here's the story. As humans, God designed us to be worshipers. We're going to worship something or someone whether we want to or we don't want to. Whether it's your money, your spouse, your car, your land, your, your, your position, whatever it is, we're all going to worship something regardless whether we choose to or we don't. We're going to find ourselves worshiping something. He said, so, because I care more about you all than anybody else, and I have your best interest at hand more than anybody else, and I'm going to make sure I work for your good, then worship me instead of worshiping anything else. Because when you worship me, you can't worship anything else. And anything else you worship outside of me will destroy you because it can't do anything for you. Because if you look in creation, God is the... You can't call him creation because he always existed. But after God, we are the most prized thing that exists. So why would we worship anything less than us? Why would we worship anything less than us? We are the most prized thing in this earth. So why would I worship anything else but God? Because I came from him. So God only told us to worship him. Because it's for our best interest. We will learn. We will grow. We will fulfill our purpose. Because if we don't, we're going to find ourselves worshiping something else or somebody else. And they're not for our good. Because everything else and everybody else wants us to do for them for their good. And until you can't meet their good anymore, they say later for you. So as long as you're doing what you do to make it work for me too, then keep doing it. But when you're doing what you do and it don't work for me, I'm on my way. That's how we are. And our God, who is so loving, who is so kind, he is loving us even when we're not living for him. This is the reason why we're all here today. Because guess what? If he was a mean God and only cared about himself, guess what? You wouldn't make it here. Woo! Boy, help me, Holy Ghost. We couldn't make it here this morning if God was egotistical and into himself only, you couldn't make it here because you have not been good enough, I have not been good enough to warrant being in the house of God. Father, we love you. 
We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord God, for bringing us together. Lord, we don't have to leave this place the same way we came in. We know it's up to us. But we ask, almighty God, that your spirit will move among us in a supernatural way. We ask that your spirit will move among us, oh God, in a miraculous way. There are people here today, Lord Jesus, they need miracles. They need healing in their body. They need healing in their mind. They need to be delivered from strongholds, Lord God. They need to be set free from their past and from their hurt and from their pain and from their distress, Lord God. They need to be saved. They need to be born again of the water of the spirit Lord God they need almighty God to be transformed by the renewing of their mind they need to know you Lord God in a way that they've never known you Lord God they need peace in their life Lord God they need joy in their soul almighty God they need forgiveness of sins almighty God and so I pray this morning calling on your name Lord that every person that will express their need their desire to have you work in their life that they will experience it and they will not leave this place the same way. I pray and ask you these things. I pray, Lord, and I ask you to hear our cry in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you on this subject. When Jesus is in the house, when Jesus is in the house, when Jesus is in the house, can I give you at least one answer to the question, to the test maybe? Here's one answer to the test. Somebody might say to you today, so you went to church, huh? And you are going to say, I did. And they might say, well, what's the big deal? Jesus was in the house. <laughs> so, so today when you leave here, if nothing else, and you have a conversation with someone about being in church, you want to say, well, Jesus was in the house. Mm -hmm. And from now on, when you come to the house of God, and people say, well, why are you going? And you need to say, Jesus. Ah. Listen to me. If you don't believe Jesus being in the house make a difference, I'm here to tell you that Jesus being in the house makes a difference. Not long ago, Sister Rizza, her husband called me and says, Pastor, I'm at the house and my wife is not talking properly and something is going on with her. And we were in the, we were in the house praying in the house. And when Paul told me, I said, Paul, bring your wife into he brought his wife into the house, and when he brought his wife into the house, my heart cried and broke. I was so crushed. I was so upset, and everything was going on at the same time when I look at my sister. When I look, I said, God, what is that? And I was so angry, and I got to let the Holy Ghost work in my heart, and I, I said, okay, okay. And when she came in the house, we sat down and we began to talk and she just didn't seem to be able to understand what was going on. Just overnight, she can't comprehend what's going on. Things are not working right. Things are not going right. And she can't, she don't even remember some of us. But she was in the house. She was in the house. 
And we began to pray, and I laid hand on my sister, and I began to pray. And as I prayed, it was still the same. And I said, I'm not going to stop praying until something happened. And we laid hands. Some of the men was with me, and some couple ladies was with me, and we began to pray. And we prayed, and then all of a sudden, I felt something in the Holy Ghost. I said, yes. And we began to pray. And before you know it, the power of God moved through and just overshadowed her. And before you know it, it's like, pop. She was back to her normal old self. She knew everybody, normal conversations, everything was all good. Why? Because Jesus was in the house. When Jesus is in the house, we need to get to the house. When Jesus is in the house, we need to understand the impossible becomes possible. When Jesus is in the house, we need to press our way into the house. Why are you going to church? Let me be politically correct for you. Church is not a building. Church is the called out ones. People that have accepted the call of God and obeyed his commandment to be born again of the warden of the spirit. When you do that, you become a part of the church. You are the church. So church is not a building, but the house of the Lord is where God calls the church. And so God is saying, I established the house. And so when I tell my church to come to the house, I need them to come to the house. You all have done wonderfully this morning because you came to the house where God has called the meeting. And because God called the meeting, guess what? He is in the house. Uh, God is in this house right now because he established this house and he called this meeting. He's in the house. Listen to me. Jesus not only accepted hospitality from publicans and sinners but he also accepted the invitation of hospitality from this Pharisee in case you don't know but the Pharisees they were the largest and most influential religious political party during the New Testament times they observed the law carefully as far as appearance went. Watch out now. But their hearts were far from God. Their motives were wrong because they wanted the praise of men. Be careful when you want people to praise you as opposed to you giving God praise. They also had evil desires. That they were hidden so deep. These evil desires were hidden so deep in their heart that they put on a show to hide their evil desires. That is why Pharisees are often called hypocrites. Let me help you real quick. Come to the house of the Lord no matter what's wrong with you. When I started going to church, I would hang out all night long Saturday night. I would get home probably when the sun come up. 
Alcohol was coming out my pores, still sweating. But I had made a commitment that I was going to the house of the Lord. Some people may have thought, what a hypocrite. All night long, partying, drinking, being all around that stuff, and coming into the house of the Lord. I want to clear up to you, church, what a hypocrite is and what a hypocrite is not. And one who understands that they're flawed and got issues and needed cleaned up and come into the house of the Lord, that's not a hypocrite, church. That is somebody that's acknowledging my life needs some work done. And the place where it's going to happen is in the house of the Lord. So don't you feel bad because your night was kind of jiggy. Doesn't matter if your night was kind of jiggy. Doesn't matter if you sipped too much last night. Doesn't matter if you got smoked out last night. Doesn't matter what you were doing last night. Just get in. Because in the house of God, all things are possible. You don't have to feel bad about what you did yesterday or this morning or last night. Just get into the house of the Lord and let him do what he wants to do in your life. That's why we come into the house of the Lord. So don't you let anything, even your own conscience, don't let your conscience, don't let the devil tell you, you might as well just keep on laying in the bed. Just like how you care about your career in life. Just like how you care about providing for your family. Just like how you care about doing the right thing in every way. You have to care about your soul because you want to get to heaven. And so because of that, you come right into the house of the Lord. No matter what the naysayers, including the devil and your conscience, tell you. Come into the house of the Lord. Come into the house of the Lord. No matter how tired you are, no matter how run down you are, no matter how late you was up last night, come into the house of the Lord because anything is possible in the house of the Lord. Hypocrites, hear their story. Their hearts did not match their outward appearance. So they were already crooked in their hearts. Doing crooked things intentionally, but they were covering it up. Hide. That's what hypocrites do. But you don't worry about it. You just come. How do they like to say? Come as you are. Come as you are. Preacher, what should I? Come as you are. Because the plan of God is that eventually he's going to do something in your life and you will not remain how you are. That's God's goal for you. He says, come as you are. But eventually, he's going to do a work in your life, and you will not stay as you are because he's got greater plans for you. So Jesus accepted this Pharisee's invitation of hospitality to dine in his home. It was customary in those days for outsiders to hover around during banquets so they could watch the important people and hear the conversations. Since everything was open, they could enter into the banquet hall and speak to the guests. 
This explains why this woman had access to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, you have access to Jesus. If that woman had access to Jesus, you've got access to Jesus. If that hypocritical Pharisee got access to Jesus, you've got access to Jesus. Because Jesus is a just God. And guess what? He's not going to give this sinner woman access to him or that Pharisee access to him and not give you access to him. You have access to Jesus. Jesus didn't lock himself away from you. You have access to him. Huh. The Jewish rabbis did not speak to women in public, nor did they eat with them in public. A woman of this type would not be welcome in the house of Simon the Pharisee. Her sins are not named, but we get the impression she was a woman of the streets with a bad reputation. And I don't mean bad meaning good. I mean bad meaning bad. Y'all too young to know what I just quoted. It's all right. Sam, you might have caught it. I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught it, but I just quoted some rap group back in the day. But they must have been quoting the word of God. That's why that came out. <laughs> Do not confuse this event with this sinner woman. Don't confuse this event with Mary, who was Lazarus' sister. Don't confuse it with Mary Magdalene that also had the alabaster box and did all kind of the same. It's different. It's three different occasions that you will read in the Bible with this situation. This one is with this sinner woman. It was a bold step for one like this sinner woman to press her way into the banquet hall uninvited in broad daylight into the house of a rigid Pharisee, a purist. Being a Pharisee like Simon. But the knowledge that Jesus was there gave her the courage to press her way through and into that banquet hall. Church, I'm here to tell you, we have to begin to realize Jesus is in the house. And that's why we go there. It's not because of the preacher. It's not because of the music. It's not because of the singers. We go into the house of the Lord because he is in the house. And that's why we go. And if you will make a up in your mind and when you get up in the morning on Sundays to say I'm going to church you will be going because Jesus is in the house not because of anything else you see when you go for different reasons other than Jesus being in the house you can change your mind eh, I don't know if I feel like going this morning eh, I don't know if he's going to preach good today it's Mother's Day he's he probably doing stuff with his family And I don't know if everybody going to be in church. Some people just, you know, probably take off and do other things on Mother's Day. I don't know. And my question to you, what I'm bringing to your attention, you can think all of that. But make sure you ask yourself, but is Jesus going to be in the house? Because if Jesus is in the house, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter who is behind this desk. If Jesus is in the house, you can still get your miracle. If Jesus is in the house, you can still receive your deliverance. If Jesus is in the house, you can still experience change. That's who makes this, that's who makes this happen. Not, not, not the preacher. 
Jesus makes it happen. Before Jesus got to the house, word had already spread how Jesus made the blind to see, how Jesus made the lame to walk, how, how the leper was cleansed, the deaf to hear, the dead raised up, and the poor had the gospel preached to them. They had heard the good news about Jesus. And so they said, especially that sinner woman, I got to get into that house because Jesus is there. How desperate are we to get into the house of the Lord? How badly do we want to get into the house of the Lord? We need to desire and press our way through because we realize Jesus is in the house. When Jesus is in the house, you need to press your way. You know what that means? Even when you don't feel like it, you keep on pressing. Even when you don't want to, you press your way through when you know Jesus is in the house. And when you come into the house of the Lord, you got to come in with expectation. Why are you so happy? Because Jesus is in the house and, and something getting ready to happen in my life. <laughs> why, why, why are you being like that? Because Jesus is in the house and I know he's getting ready to do something in my life. You know, I got to keep saying this. Overseas, mainly in our third world countries, they see a whole lot more miracles than we do. Because... To us, and maybe to them, they have need of Jesus more than we do. Remember I told you last week, and some of you weren't here, so you, I can say it again. I told you last week, we had uh, a pastor and his wife from Maine that came down and preached. And remember, she was telling us, the wife was telling us that they saw a lot of miracles back in the day. And they saw it because they didn't have options like we do today. And so today, whether you want to believe it or not, accept it or not, we have struggled in our relationship with God because we have options. That's what riches does. What's the difference between you and a rich person? Well, I can't say you. What's the difference between a poor person and a rich person? Options. That's all it is. That's it. Because they said if you are a jerk before you got rich, you're just a rich jerk now. <laughs> just, just, just trying to tell you the way it is. So, so the bottom line is we don't become different people because we're rich or poor. We are who we are. But when we get rich, we get options. I read in the Bible years ago that says it's hard for a rich man to get to heaven. And you know what? We always pass it off to, you know, the Walmart people, the Tesla people, the financial people. We said they were the rich people. So we just kind of skipped over that passage of scripture. Hard for a rich person to go to heaven. We skipped over that because in our mind, I ain't rich. I hate to break the news to you, whether you think you are or you're not. Comparing to 90, 95, 98% of the world, every one of you in this house this morning is rich. You have a lot of options. And because you have a lot of options, you may not trust God the way you need to trust him. 
Because when something starts happening to you, you start looking to your options. You're not looking to Jesus. You're looking to your options. Well, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And never stop to think, well, how about I go to Jesus with this? And so riches just make you depend on your options and not depend on Jesus. But, 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 but maybe here's something for somebody, for all of us in here today. We don't want to do this, but I guarantee you, if we ever get to the place that says, I'm going to start living a little more modest. I, I believe if we decide to do that, we will start to rely on Jesus more. But as long as we have all these options, Jesus only comes in when we don't have any option but him. This is why sometimes he allows us to run out of options. You, you want Jesus to intervene in your situation quicker than he does. And he says, nope. Nope. Because you're still trying your options. So as long as you're testing out your options. Go ahead. Test your options. Test your options. And when you have tested all your options and none of them work for you, then you will come my way. And maybe when you come my way and I show you that I'm always the way, I'm always the way, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. When you come to me and realize I'm always the number one option, then now maybe you won't do it again. You will always come to me as your first option. And you don't have to go no place else after you come to him because he can do whatever he wants. You just got to trust that it's whatever he wants, which is always going to be what's best for you. When Jesus is in the house, we need to press our way into the house. Many people, listen to this, many people attend church services these days out of curiosity. Not because they want to have anything to do with Jesus. I can prove that to be true. They attend church services. But just to check everything out. They want to see what the preacher has to say. They want to see if Jesus is going to do anything else. But they don't want to get involved. They want to be on the sideline. They want to experience the enjoyment of Jesus' presence. But they don't want to change. Even though Simon was the one who invited Jesus into his home, Simon was blind. He was just a pawn. He didn't even know he was just a pawn. Juan, you good kid, so I'm not going to take a shot at you, but, uh, but I'm going to just mess with you a little bit. Vanessa, I know Juan invited you to church, but Juan had nothing to do with you being in church. It was always Jesus' plan. Juan just happened to be the person today that he needs. That's how he works. That's how he works. It's not about the person who invited you to church. It's not about the people who are at the church. It's about Jesus. It's about him. It's about being focused on him. Listen, Simon was focused on everybody else. As a matter of fact, I think Simon invited Jesus for status. Jesus was at my house. Yeah, the master, the one that does all the healing and miracles. Oh, he was at my house. He came to my house. 
So Simon invited Jesus to his house probably for status. Not because he thought Jesus was God Almighty. Not because he thought Jesus was going to do a miracle for him. No, status. But Jesus always take an opportunity to make good of it. So Jesus says, let's go to Simon's house. And he was in Simon's house. And while he was in Simon's house, instead of Simon pay attention to Jesus, look at her. I don't know how she got up in here. We don't have those kind of people come to our banquet. Who let her in here? Oh, I wish I could get her out of here. But he was afraid to get her out in front of Jesus. Because why? He does things for show. He didn't want to show his true colors. That he hated the woman. She had no status. She's a sinner. Get her out of here. That's what he really wanted to do. But the problem was, he got to show Jesus that I'm a good guy. I do good things. And so he's there pretending. And Jesus probably sitting there saying, Simon, what do you think I am? Simon could not see himself. He could not see the woman. Or could he see Jesus clearly because he was spiritually blind? His concern was with his status, his outward appearance. He was blind to spiritual things. Simon and the woman were both sinners. Simon was guilty of sin that, 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 that people couldn't see. Because Simon's sin was sins of omission and pride. Pride. When you have pride ruling your life, you can't see it. Can I tell you this? If you want to start searching your heart and know if pride is in there, ask yourself, are you judgmental of people? Because pride makes you judgmental. Pride makes you see everybody else's fault, but not yours. Pride makes you think you're better than everybody else. But me... Pride make you always project yourself to be something. Pride didn't come from another person. Pride didn't come by humans. Pride came from the devil. It's a, it's a, it's a deadly sin that you can have, pride. Because normally you can't see it. Normally you think you're okay. I mentioned this morning at the earlier service that two men had went up to the temple to pray. The prideful man. Oh, Lord, I tithe. I pay my tithe. Oh, Lord, I pray three times a day. Oh, Lord, I give to the poor. That was his prayer. Pride. He was a Pharisee. You want to give off and make it look like this is who you are. And you never see yourself in the light that you need to see yourself, that you're a sinner and you need saving by Jesus. They were both sinners. The woman was able to see her sin. But Simon couldn't see his sin. Everybody was able to see the woman's sin because she sinned according to her flesh. But nobody could see Simon's sin Except God. And that's what we need to be worried about, church. Can God see what I'm doing wrong? Certainly he can. We can't hide anything from him. The day that I learned that God was omniscient, I said, we might as well keep it real. What they say, we might as well keep it a hundred. Might as well keep it a hundred. Because if he knows everything, 
What's the sense of walking around acting like he doesn't know? That's who judges if I go to heaven or hell. That's who pours out blessings. That's who protects. So why would I play games with him? He knows everything. Why would I lay in my bed and say, well, you know how I feel. He knows everything. When you understand that God is omniscient and you're still playing games, we need to take you to Bellevue. In this area, we call it Trenton Psychiatric. Once you understand God knows everything, you just, not, just keep it real. Keep it real. Don't make excuses. Just do what you got to do. Because he knows. You can tell man anything you want. You can, you can fool man. You can trick man. Can't fool God. Listen, church. We're all bankrupt in sin. Nobody in this world, the Bible says, all have sinned. So just wear it and says, I know I wasn't right. Some of us might be saying right now, I know I'm not right. But you're in the house. You're in the house. So it doesn't matter what your status is right now, because you don't have to leave with that same status, because you're in the house. You're in the house, and you don't have to leave with no status that's negative. Because you're in the house, and guess who's in the house? Jesus is in the house. Listen, I know some of you right now, if you were to get a letter to mail tomorrow that says the balance of your mortgage has been paid, man, I don't know what you would do. If you would get a letter to mail Tuesday that says the balance on your car loan is paid, you don't have to worry about it. I don't know what else you would do. You ready for this one? And if you get a letter in the mail Wednesday that your school loans are all paid. <laughs> I don't know what you would do. So why when we come to the house of the Lord, we don't act like we're out of our minds? Because guess what? That sin that has bankrupt you huh, you have an opportunity to have that removed out of your life. <laughs> you, can, you don't need a letter in the mail for that one. That one could just be done right now. That sin that's in your life that have bankrupt you, that sin that have just controlled you, that sin that's weighing on you, you don't have to leave here the same way. And because of that, we need to be like, oh, God. So, God, you're telling me when I got smoked out last night, I could be forgiven of that? You can. So, God, you're telling me when I got all drunk last night, you tell me I could be? Yes, you can. So, God, you're telling me when I just lost my cool and cussed somebody out with curse words? I could? Yes, you can. So, God, you telling me I could leave here cleansed of all my sin? You can. Listen to me. It's one, listen, as long as you have health and strength, you can make money. In this country, man, as long as you got your health and strength, this is why this is the greatest country in the world. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what our problems are. Greatest country in the world. Because this country, in case you all don't know, since I'm from a foreign country, in case you all don't know, there are some places when you're, where you're born, if you're poor, that's how you're going to die. If you're poor in a certain country, just don't expect to be rich. Don't expect to be comfortable. You're just going to die poor. Just get accustomed to that poor life and live that poor life and die in that poor life. That's just the way it is in some places in this world. But in this country, 
Man, we heard people that slept in their car for months became billionaires. We heard people just that, 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 that dropped out of school became billionaires. This, this is greatest country in the world. But the point is, money is not that hard to get. So whatever we owe, whatever we need to pay, we can go work it off. We can work two jobs, three jobs. I used to have three jobs at one time. You know, typical. You know, they're like typical foreigner, three jobs. <laughs> used to have three jobs. And so money not hard to get in this country. But your sin, it's a whole different ball game. Can nobody take care of your sin for you? <laughs> Bill Gates can't take care of your sin for you. <laughs> Elon Musk cannot take care of your sins for you. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you, Apple can't take care of your sins for you. And I don't care how much money they got, they cannot take care of your sins for you. Only one can take care of your sins, and his name is Jesus. In order for your sins to be removed, you've got to go to Jesus. There is no other way. Guess what? And you can't even work hard enough to take your sins away. Only Jesus can take our sins away. And for that alone, when we come into the house of the Lord, when we get into his house, we're supposed to be glad. We're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to be praising him. We're supposed to be shouting and thanking him. We're supposed to be celebrating because only he can do what we need done in our life. I'm closing up here. We are debtors to the creditor. How about we show some appreciation? Because we are the debtor to the creditor who is Jesus. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, I'm convinced that many of us think that we just decent people and we not that bad. And so, you know, Jesus forgave me. But yeah, but it wasn't that bad. I told him this morning, y'all probably sitting, sitting in the audience looking at me because I tell you all my stories. And you're probably saying, yeah, boy, I'm glad God made him a preacher because he was a mess. He needed some saving. <laughs> he needed some deliverance. <laughs> so, so I know why he up there talking all that stuff because he needed it because he just needed to be saved. Me, on the other hand, I wasn't that bad. I was okay. I didn't do much. So, yeah, preacher, go ahead. I remember one time, my older son needed to hear this. I'm glad he walked in. I remember one time, I'm telling him stuff about you know, he need to be more serious with God. He need to, you know, you know, do his life to God. My others, all my kids, all my kids and grandkids in church today. Even the one in the womb, Liam, my boy. <laughs> they all here. They all here. Come on, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I never thought I would get to a place like that. I'm, I'm old. I'm old because I'm thinking like that. Lord, you know, you, you can feel good all you want in your body. But if you live long, the stuff you start doing, you realize you're old. But anyway. I remember I'm talking to this crazy kid about certain things. And you know what he told me? He said, yeah, Dad, 
you know, they got to be that way. He sound, he sound like scripture. They got to be that way because, you know, they situation not like my situation, Dad. You know, my situation pretty good over here, Dad. But, you know, because of their situation, they behave a little bit different than me because their situation a little tighter. That might be in other instances in life. But in Jesus, that's, that's a silly comment. Because in Jesus, all have sinned and come short of the glory. I don't care what home you came out of. I don't care who your parents are. I don't care what you have done or not done. You have sinned. And the only way you can ever be delivered and be forgiven is by Jesus. Whether you're rich or you're poor, whether you, it doesn't matter what nationality or culture you are, if you have sinned and you have, the only way you can get out of it is by Jesus. Nobody gets special privileges. When Jesus is in the house, this is why we got to come to the house. Everybody got to come to the house. The preacher got to come to the house and pray just like you. And the preacher miracle is in Jesus. The preacher miracle ain't in the preacher. The preacher got to come and seek his miracle just like you come and seek your miracle. Jesus is an equal opportunity Jesus. You got to come the same way. We all got to come the same way. Everybody thinks that somebody got to, you know, because our world is like this. You know, we, we, we are respecter of people. And so... Back in the day at the clubs, I'm going to finish because I don't want to tell you all too much. But back in the day at the clubs, you know, depending on who you are, when you come into the door and the bouncers look, you get the head nod. And they just let you through. Then you get some people standing out there all night long. Oh, man, I've been here half hour now. Why he just walked through? Chill. Another head bob. Somebody has walked through. Because we always been respectful persons. You know what's one of the craziest thing in our world? Athletes get everything free. You know, the, the, the real star athletes? I don't know how that works because in my mind, since they have the money to pay for it, why wouldn't you charge them extra? I, I don't know why you, why wouldn't you charge them? But athletes get things for free and the poor people got to pay. What's wrong with us? Now, I know what they're thinking, that when you give it to the celebrity, they promote you. But them athletes don't always promote, because I don't know all the places that they go. But we just have a bad habit. Athletes, you get it for free. And all the regular people, oh, they got to pay. I'm glad Jesus is in the house that I go to. Because he is just, he is just. Jesus is just. And he don't love you no more than he loved me. <laughs> I know I know he loves us so good that some of us think we're special more than the other. And, and he's so that's how good Jesus is, that he'll love you stay so good that you'll probably think he loves you more than he is. You can fool yourself, you can fool yourself if you want. <laughs> but 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 he don't love you any more than he loves him. He don't love me any more than he loves you. <laughs> so 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 I love the Lord because he can do that. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. The woman accepted God's free offer of forgiveness of sin and salvation and expressed her love to Jesus openly. Notice, Simon rejected that offer and remained unforgiven and a sinner. Church, you can come into the house of the Lord where God has what you need and you can leave without ever taking it. 
we do that so often where we come into the house of the Lord. He's here. He is poised and ready to do something great in your life. And you just left out. Because trumpet. You got any cash in your pocket? Who got cash in their pocket? That, that's, that, 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 um, that's up here. Sylvia, give me, give me, where's Sylvia? She always have um, some money. Give me $20. Who got the $20? I'll give you back the $20. All right. Here we go. Because I always got to, I always got to, I, I always got to show you, because, you know, I say things sometimes, and I'm concerned about it, that you just don't understand so let me mess everybody up because I see people positioning themselves on the seat. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I can't even do this anymore. I, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> The first person between the age. Yes. No. Oh, my goodness. The first person between the age of 20. The first woman between the age of 20 and 40 to come up here, get this. The first woman between 20 and 40. The first woman between 20. Lord have mercy. Vanessa, I'm giving this to you, Vanessa, but you got to come and get it. You don't believe me? It's yours, Vanessa. Woo. Thank you, Vanessa. Can't believe she chased me around the church with the $20. <laughs> Vanessa, if you didn't get up and come and take that money, you would leave without it. That's no only point I'm trying to share. You know, the, the money got their attention. That, that was the only point. That if you don't make a move and actually do it, you don't have it. And it's the same way with Jesus. Jesus is in the house, but he is saying, come unto me. Come and get it, which means prayer, which means worship, which means, God, will you help me? Opening your mouth and calling on his name, that's what it means. It means you have to do something to get what he has for you. But oftentimes we sit and maybe it's just, you know, I don't want people looking at me, but don't do like Simon. Don't worry about people. Just know you came to the house of the Lord because he is in his house. You didn't come because of people. You didn't come because you worried about what somebody's going to say about you. You came because Jesus is here and you know he can do things in your life that only he can do. But you have to respond to him. And so I close. I want you to notice something that you want to really pay close attention to. Notice, as host, everything Simon neglected to do, the sinner woman did. Isn't that something? 
This is why we can't allow pride to get into our heart. Because when pride gets into your heart, you start looking around and criticizing people when they're doing what they're supposed to do. But it's really only because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. So when you don't do, so that's another thing that I was able to overcome in church quickly once I realized that. Like, I realized if if the pastor said, come to the front and let's pray, and, and, and I didn't go because I was worried about what people may think, my thought was, after I really come to understand things, if they're thinking negatively because I got up and walked, something's wrong with them, not me. See, it took me a while to get that, but I finally got it that, guess what? If people are talking about my actions in church, about why I'm doing what I'm doing, and look at him, he got tears coming down his eyes, and look at him, he's so loud, and look at him, all of this stuff. If they're thinking like that, then guess what? Something is wrong with them, not me. And so I learned that. And so once I learned that, I didn't worry about how I looked in church anymore because I realized, guess what? If you have something critical to say, really, that's on you. So everything that Simon neglected to do, this woman did. Look at verse uh, 44, chapter 7, verse 44. It says, and he turned to the woman and said, and, and said unto Simon, seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she had washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with her hair of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, meaning you didn't greet me, but this woman, since the time I came in, had not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou did not anoint, but this woman had anointed my feet with the ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And so my deal is, we must just don't think that we ever do anything wrong. And whatever little uh, forgiveness Jesus has given us is because we didn't really do anything wrong. The Bible says this, church, faith without works. You can't say you have faith and you never do anything. If you say you have faith, then you got to respond to God's word. And if God is in the house and God can do the miraculous, why don't you respond? Jesus is in the house, and that is why we come to the house. Jesus is in the house, and he is the head of the house. And when he is the head of the house, anything is possible. Why do not? Do not. We don't have to leave the house of God without what we need. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is forgiveness in the house of the Lord. (laughs) You can be delivered from your strongholds in the house of the Lord. Forgiven of your sins in the house of the Lord. You can be born again like you did one of the water and one eventually of the spirit in the house of the Lord. You can be healed in the house of the Lord. Uh Uh-huh. We all need to be in the house of the Lord. Because God is doing some amazing things in the house of the Lord. I don't know if you know this story, but in 1830, a man named George Wilson was arrested for mail theft. The penalty for that crime 
was hanged. He was supposed to be hung. This is in 1830. The penalty for stealing mail was hanged. After a time, President Andrew Jackson gave Wilson, the guy that stole the mail, gave Wilson a pardon, but he refused to accept it. The authorities were puzzled. Should Wilson be freed or hanged? They consulted with Chief Justice John Marshall, who handed down this decision. A pardon is a slip of paper, the value of which is determined by the acceptance of the person to be pardoned. If it is refused, it is no pardon. George Wilson must be hanged. And so it was then in 1830 that if you were pardoned, you had to accept the pardon. Today, like anything else, you can be given something, but if you don't accept it, you won't have it. And Jesus is in the the house because it's his house. Whatever you need today, you can have it. But you have to respond in faith and go after it. Let's stand. When Jesus is in the house. And so before you go, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to ask you to pray, to seek the Lord Jesus, that whatever you desire, whatever you have need of from him, that you can receive it before you go. If you need special prayer, I want you to come to the front. I'll pray a special prayer for you if you need that. Whatever you need, if you really truly want it, you don't have to leave here without it today. God didn't orchestrate your visit. He he, He didn't make a way for you to get here just so you can leave without nothing. He's not he's not mean. That's not the kind of God we serve. If he brought you here, it's because he wanted to bless you. He didn't just want you to have head knowledge. He wants you to have something tangible, whether that's deliverance, whether that's healing, whether that's forgiveness of sins, whether it's a new birth in him. He wanted you to have something that would be a blessing to you, not just information. We get information every day with our smartphones. We get information every day if we're still in school. But God didn't just want you to leave with information. He wants you to leave with significant change, whatever you need for that to take place in your life. And so if you want to come today for special prayer, come. I'll put my mask on so you feel better when I pray. But you don't have to leave the same way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever the need is in your child's life right now, I pray from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet that you transmit to her now and that whatever she needs, she will receive it. Now, Miss Joy, I want you to lift your hands and just say, God, I receive what you have for me. I receive what you have for me. Yes, that's all I want you to do is thank him today and receive what he has for you.
That's it. It's not difficult. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray today for your child. You have kept her. Your hand has been upon her. Now, whatever she needs today, Lord God, I pray that she will have it. I pray that, Lord, you will impart it to her, that her life will not be the same again, and that, Lord, your will be done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for Mama Thomas. Lord, whatever her need, you know what she needs, Lord God. And I touch and agree today that you will meet and exceed that need today. That, Lord, she'll receive from you what only you can give her. Put your mind on what you want from Jesus right now and receive it. Put your mind on what you want from Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, she's your servant. You know her need. She's been desiring it, Lord God. Now I pray in the name of Jesus that she will have it today. That she will walk out of this house today knowing she has received from you what she needs, Lord God. Father, let your will be done. We thank and praise you today. We thank and praise you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, touch Izzy. He belongs to you, Lord God. I pray now, Lord God, that he will receive the need that he has, Lord God. From the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, let him receive the need. Let his life be transformed and changed. I pray, Lord God, that you will exceed the need in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mama, Mama Allen, God knows your need. Huh. Receive it today. Receive God's need for your life. Because God knows your need. He wants to meet that need, exceed that need. All you got to do is receive it today. Say, God, I receive it. I thank you for it. I praise you for it. I bless you for it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, have your way in Shira's life. You love her. She belongs to you. Lord, if it's a need, it means whatever it is, she can't do it for herself, Lord God. So I pray today in the name of Jesus that you will do it like only you can. That you will meet and exceed the need that she has, Lord God. Lord, she may have struggled and tried to figure out ways, but Lord, she cannot do it. And so today I pray and I touch and agree that, Lord, she'll receive it. That you will do it for her, Lord God. And that your will be done. Receive it today, Cheryl. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now one. Now let's for a minute just all lift our hands and just begin to worship God. Just begin to worship God. Just worship God. Say, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, there is none like you. Lord, there is none like you. You're great and greatly to be praised. I thank you for your goodness today. I thank you for your mercy today. 
I thank you for your kindness today. And Lord, I receive what you have for me. I receive what you have for me. For God, only you can meet my need. And oh God, today I receive it. I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, call upon his name today. Call upon his name today. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we thank you. Hallelujah. If you're a mother and you did not get your Mother's Day flowers from Christ Center Church, just raise your hand. You got it? Everybody got it? All the mothers, we want you to know how much we appreciate you. Take care of the ladies. Take care of the mothers. Please let them all know how much we love them. Okay. Camera lady told me to step back. Sorry, camera lady. Make sure the mothers are taken care of. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God is great, church. God is wonderful. We need to just love him. Amen. Right before you go, we have one more thing I think we need to do before we go. And so we want um, Sister Scarlett. Sister Nicola Wyatt, First Lady. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Sister Wyatt, on behalf of Christ in the Church, we just want to extend our love and appreciation to you and tell you how much we love you and we appreciate standing behind the man of God you know, mothering your children, and just for looking out for us. There are times I just watch you, you know, as a child walks by, you got to fix something, you got to squeeze something. You just got to do something because you feel it's that motherly, you know, love that's within you that you just want to extend. And we just want to let you know that we do love and we appreciate you. And may God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. I know everyone wants to get out of here. I thank you so very, very, very much. It's been 19 years since my mom's been gone. And there are days that it feels like, it just, oh, it feels like yesterday, especially on days like this. And I just want to tell you, honestly, that if you do have your mom alive, if you have any form of, you know, issue with your mom in any way, I'm just going to petition you today to make today the day that you say, you know what, Mom? Let's start a clean slate. Let's just get it together. Let's pray. Because to be honest, I would have never guessed I wouldn't have my mom today. I would have never, never, never thought it in a million years. There are days I, I'm, I get up and I'm like, my mom's not here. Why? Then I'm like, I can't question God. He knows why. 
So I'm here to tell you guys today, if you do not have a relationship with your Truly, I do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say, because I have my wife, you know, I think about it every year as well. For all of you um, that have lost your mom, my heart breaks for you because living with my wife, you are celebrating Mother's Day and you're a mom and all of this stuff. And even men that are celebrating Mother's Day, whether it's for your wife or whatever, but your mom is not here. I just want you to know I'm thinking about you and I feel for you because I know that it's one, you know, it's, I, don't, I don't even know how you do it. Where on one hand, you, you're grateful, you, you know, and you're thankful you're a mother or, you know, but you don't have your mother. And I know that has to be rough. And so I'm, I'm there for you if I can help in any way. And I'm praying for you because it, it's pretty challenging and, and tough to deal with Mother's Day. As much as you appreciate being celebrated as a mother, you don't have your mother. And so that, that can be tough. So I love you. I appreciate you. I want you to have a great, great rest of your day. You're blessed. And take what God has for you and go. I want to pray for Brother Chuby. Um, his wife just sent this message that when he got up this morning, he was disoriented. He wasn't himself. And um, that's not good. I wish he would have been in the house of the Lord. You know, because I just feel good when we the house of the Lord. But as I go, as we go, let's pray for Chuby today that God will touch his mind and that he will be uh, healed and that God will make his mind whole. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we touch and agree this morning, this afternoon, that you will, oh God, move upon Chuby in a special way, in a miraculous way. Lord, I pray wholeness in his mind. Ah, oh, my God, I pray, Lord God, right now that by your stripe he will be healed. And I curse and command every spirit and every voice to loose him. And that only the voice of God will penetrate. Only the voice of God will echo in his soul and in his mind. I pray, Lord, that by your spirit, your power, that Truby will be whole right now in his mind and then in his body. I pray, Lord, touching and agreeing with the saints of God, that he will receive healing and wholeness. Right now, we pray and ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon. I love you, church. Have a great day.